welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you. We have this afternoon for you Bootsy Moran, an urban strategist, and Mark Knopf Thomas, the uh, chief executive of the New Market Business Association. Now, this just in um, just a few minutes ago, a crash is blocking the two left southbound lanes between Ornewa Road and the Auckland Harbour Bridge. So merge to the right with care. Expect delays there. That's uh, State Highway 1, the northern motorway there. And due to flooding in the Eureka area, State Highway 26 is closed between Hunter Road and Tuafare Road. Do take care there. Well, the five people aboard a missing submersible died in a catastrophic event, a Coast Guard official said today, bringing a grim end to the massive search for the vessel that was lost during a voyage to the Titanic. An unmanned deep-sea robot from a Canadian ship discovered the wreckage of the submersible on Thursday morning, um, uh, about 488 metres from the bow of the century-old wreck, four kilometres below the surface, U.S. Coast Guard Rear Admiral John Major said at a press conference. Dr. Michael Gehan is a scientist, journalist, best-selling author. He's actually been to the wreckage of the Titanic as the former science editor of ABC News. In fact, was the first reporter to visit the wreckage of the Titanic. And Dr. Gehan spoke to me earlier today about his experience. Michael, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Wallace. I wish it were under better circumstances, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, indeed. This is not the news we wanted to hear. No, it it isn't. Um, but it is the news that is consistent with the evidence all along. I was reporting from the very beginning that uh, all the indications were that this vessel had uh, suffered not just a communications loss, but a catastrophic loss. And I use that word because, well, we don't need to get into all the reasons why. And so this is just a very sad day, a sad ending to a sad story. Um, But the consolation is that the uh, end for these five uh, precious souls on board Titan was uh, quick and painless. That implosion uh, happened in less than the blink of an eye. So that's some consolation. Michael, you have pretty unique insight into this uh, 4,000-meter trip to the Titanic because you, in fact, have done this trip. In fact, you were the first reporter to go down there. Can you tell our listeners a bit about that experience? Yes, I was invited to go down, and my initial reaction was I didn't really want to because I have a fear of water. Uh, But as the science editor at ABC News, I really had no choice. It was my job to do it. And furthermore, uh, as a scientist, I was interested in the opportunity to uh, survey the wreck and to report uh, to the public, educate them on the ship, what's going on there right now. Um, It all started at Halifax, Nova Scotia. We took off on the academic uh, Mislav. Keldish. It's an old Russian research vessel. Took us out to the place in the North Atlantic where the Titanic went down. My dive was uneventful. It was uh, went smoothly two and a half hours down to the surface of the uh, Atlantic, the, the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, then we started at the bow and we had a moment of prayer for the people who had lost their lives there. And then, and that was, by the way, very, very emotional. It uh, really hit me hard. And then we started towards the stern, 
And what had my attention was that big shiny propeller because it stands out like a sore thumb down there. It's shiny in contrast to the various gray tones that you find down there. It's like the lunar surface. And uh, I noticed that the sub, my sub was speeding up, which seemed uh, you know, counterintuitive. We should be slowing down as we're approaching this giant propeller, much bigger than our sub. And I later found out that uh, we were caught up in an underwater current that was driving us to the propeller. And ultimately, uh, we collided uh, with the ship, caught, got caught behind the blades of the propeller and the actual structure of the ship. And uh, huge chunks of the Titanic started raining down on us. And I knew right then and there that uh, we were in a life-threatening situation. This is an extraordinary story. How did you get out of it? Well, uh, as a scientist, you know, I, I didn't. I, I tried to think of a way out, and I couldn't think of it. And in the end, uh, after more than a half hour, um, we, our pilot Victor, who turned out to be a former MiG pilot, if you can believe it, this is a Russian sub, very well built, by the way. It withstood the impact. Can you imagine? Uh, but it was really Victor's skill as a, a man mm. used to life and death situations, a man used to keeping his cool under enormous pressures that he managed somehow to finagle our sub out from behind the blades. And uh, uh, it was just a moment when the ship uh, fell silent after the, the engine struggling for quite a long while. And at first I thought, well, maybe the engine has just died and we're literally dead in the water. But it turns out, no, that uh, Victor had saved the day. And really, I wouldn't be talking to you if it weren't for his skill. I'm so grateful to him. Dr. Gian, just finally, there are many questions. There will be many questions around uh, this, uh, this event and the quality of this submersible vehicle. What's the main question you have on this? Yes, I think. The main question I have and, and so many others is, first of all, what triggered this catastrophic failure? It, my guess is that, and it's just a guess, uh, was that there was a structure, structural failure of the pressure vessel. It only takes a, a small weakness. You know the old saying, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Well, a pressure vessel is only as strong as its weakest spot. All it takes is one little micro fracture somewhere along the surface of that pressure vessel. And I'm telling you that pressure down there is just absolutely unforgiving. And uh, that is what uh, caused it to collapse. So the question is exactly uh, when, where was this weak spot? What caused it? Uh, and, uh, and then was this vessel truly seaworthy? The vessel I was on was specifically designed for scientific research. So it was a serious vessel created by serious-minded people for a serious purpose. Titan was created for tourism. It's a very different ball game. And so we need to be sure moving forward that these five precious lives that we lost were lost in vain. We at least have to suspend, I believe, uh, all further uh, tourist trips, at least, to the Titanic. And, uh, and just like when the shuttle exploded many years ago, we shut down the space program to figure out what happened and how can we prevent it in the future. Dr. Michael Gehan, uh, who has been to the wreckage of the Titanic, thank you for joining us here on Radio New Zealand. My pleasure, Wallace. What a story. That is Mark.
it's horrific. I think I heard that the the pressure um, down there was something like I don't know the metric, but it was four thousand pounds per square inch of pressure on on the outside of the vessel. Um, oh, I, I'm very grateful actually that there are people who take these risks and do things this exploration like this, possibly as a tourist venture. Uh, maybe a bit misguided, but I think actually being able to explore that deep down, and you were saying it's like four, four Ks below, uh, it's, it's remarkable and there's so much we don't know. Um, but just what an horrific way to, you know, come to the end of your life mm. and, and that sort of scenario, how, how terrifying it must have been and what a guy that guy is. And um, thank God for Russian MiG pilots, <laughs> really. Uh, Russian, well, I mean, that, that's and that's where I get, I think, uh, see the... Uh, the issue will go, particularly regarding this topic here, to what extent, I mean, this, this, the vessel he was in, this guy, uh, Dr. Gian, a former science editor of ABC, he was in uh, a vessel designed for research purposes, not a tourist vessel. So that big questions will come up regarding the... Um, uh, whether or not we need to do this sort of stuff or we should do this stuff regarding tourism, especially something so dangerous. Yeah, that's what I think was so fantastic that RNZ was able to get in touch with this person that had actually done the mission and came out came out of it alive. But yeah, why would you do it for any other reason but for research? Because people are dead down there, which is really sad. So you're going to a grave site. Is that really fair to the families? Is that really fair? What makes you think you should go down there when it's where people lost their life? That's yeah. kind of awkward as well. Mm. Uh, you're on the panel, RNZ National. By the way, there's quite a few people saying, and and fair enough too perhaps, um, a serious question is what about the 500 people missing in the Mediterranean at the moment after a ship sank? Does that warrant a mention? Of course it does. Uh, of course it does, Bruce. But uh, there you go. That is Michael again. Uh, he went to the bottom uh, to view the Titanic, got stuck for half an hour behind the propeller, can you imagine that, the fear? Utter it's just terrifying it's just extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to listen back to that, that'll be on our website, rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel, if you want to hear that. Uh, and uh, as I've always said, the panel is on iHeart, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. If you missed the show, you can go back and listen to uh, the first reporter who went down to view the Titanic and has quite a story to tell about it. 18 past four, the panel. Uh, Tairawhiti is in a state of emergency as heavy rain hits that region with a head red heavy warning in place until Sunday. There are some key messages coming through. Um, have enough kai and medicine for three days if you are in an area that can be isolated. The red weather warning is in place until noon Sunday with expected heavy falls from tonight around 6pm. So stay tuned to RNZ for that. You'll hear the latest. Do delay unnecessary travel. Our roads are fragile and river levels are being monitored closely and are updated every half an hour on the council's website. And welfare centres are Te Poho Arawiri, House of Breakthrough, Ohako Marae, uh, Monitake, Mangatu Marae, uh, Fatatutu and Te Karaka Area School. And you can check Tairawhiti Civil Defence Facebook page for updates. And it hasn't been quite a year for weather events, rain especially. And I thought I would return to a guest that we had on just as Cyclone Gabrielle hit. Unfortunately, recent news hasn't been so good. Liz Barry is in Rissington, Hawke's Bay. Kia ora, Liz. Are you there, Liz? Yes, I'm here. 
Can you hear great, me? Great to have you on, Liz. There's, yes. there's a heavy orange rain warning where you are right now. How's it there now? Um, the rain has eased. It's sort of more of a sprinkle at the moment, but it is a consistent sprinkle. And, uh, yeah, it was quite heavy again overnight and expecting more tonight. Mm. So we're very, very sodden, very, lots of mud. Uh, yeah, yes. Now, after months of waiting, you have received news about your property yesterday. It came yes. through, and what was it? Uh, level 3, unfortunately, which means um, it's been declared unsafe. Um, it's not, my house was actually fine. I've got a lovely little cottage. It's warm and dry. It wasn't affected, but it's actually, and a lot of other people are in this situation. It's the land surrounding it. Uh, we're on a hill. We've got slips on all sides, and um, it's another house just at the back of me, which has a slip that's been declared unsafe, and it's probably likely our driveway has got slips. It's still drivable, but sort of at my own risk, really. Yeah, um, surveying the land there, I've got to say, Liz, I've mm. been looking at the images, um, quite a mess. It's a bit of a mess, yeah. that whole land, your whole land. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Mark. Liz, I mean, it must be an awful situation to be in. So really, I mean, really heartfelt sort of um, feelings towards you and everybody else has been affected. What is it that the rest of us can do? Like, you know, we're up here in Auckland and and around the country in Christchurch, Dunedin, Wellington, etc. What can we do to actually give some tangible help and support for for you Uh. and, and others like you at the moment? Well, for us, really, it's it's we, we have to wait until summer until we can actually do anything about the land because it's just too sodden at the moment to to do anything. I mean, once summer comes, we can get a a bulldozer up here and you know redo the driveway and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a similar question, Liz, because last time when we had the cyclones, we were sending down whatever excess we had from our Auckland floods down to Gisborne. There was a few trucks that went down with mattresses and blankets. Is that a possibility of need again to the Marae and stuff like that? Uh, no, I think I think everyone's pretty well well stocked, mm-hmm. and I mean we had an excellent response last time. I mean we had a helicopter flying up here with with supplies. And everything we had a you know everyone and the marais and everything swung into action, so I don't think this time it's really a matter of of people sort of urgently needing stuff. We we saw it coming. We got all all stocked mm-hmm. up and everything. So, um, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now, in terms of your house, then uh, the house itself is fine. But are oh. you able to live there? Are you going to live there? Well, that's what I've got to weigh up, really, Wallace. Oh, and I don't know the legalities yet of, you know, staying on, saying I'll, I'll, that I'll, I'll stay on and risk the driveway. Or if they'll say, well, you know, your driveway's unsafe, you have to move. Then that creates a d- dilemma of if I did move, how, I can't even get a truck up the driveway to, mm. to move out. <laughs> It's, it must yeah. be, as for, uh, we were talking to uh, uh, a uh, homeowner uh, from Murawai saying actually it's very, very hard there. Um, it's, 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 it's as hard yeah. as losing yeah. a home because the fact is here you have a home, it's just mm. fine, you want to live in it, and yeah. yet at your own risk. That's right, mm. yeah. Mm. So I really need need to talk to somebody, and I, I don't quite know who at the moment about 
you know, the sort of that situation. Because I'm sure that there's other people like that, you know, especially over in Eskdale, there's, there's people on yeah. the hill. And, you know, the, the flooding came up to within metres of their house, but they've been told, you know, they have to move as well, but their house is fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Liz, can I ask you, you, you must be like so many others. It's been a shock of a year, hasn't it? You, oh. You've lived this day to day today today you get the news yesterday you land level three you must be completely over it yeah yeah i am over it but (laughs) you just got to kind of live in the now and you know keep keep smiling and um i know that something will you know something will come up and i don't know just some fine weather would be really be really great (laughs) I think we're I think we're all sort of getting a bit of um, yeah. post traumatic yeah. stress disorder from all the wet weather. I know even yesterday in um, in Auckland, so yeah. we had very heavy rain last night, and a couple oh. of the local streets started flooding again. Oh God, here we go again! Texts going yeah. around. Do you need sandbags? And it's like we're just always on high alert now. Um, but yeah, Liz, the heart goes out to you, honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Nice to have you on, Liz. Uh, all the best. And uh, look, sorry to hear the news about Level 3, but I appreciate your time here on the thank panel you, today. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Uh, that's Liz Barry there in Hawke's Bay. Uh, uh, psychologically, this has been a tough year, Bootsy. Yeah, I think it's so hard because some of these people, we don't know if the governments are going to be able to buy them out as well. So they're kind of in that precarious position mm, where do yeah. they buy a new home or how much history do they have in their home that they've lived in for so many years? And it's when it's the weather, you can't really complain mm. to that. You can't. And what's at what time then does the insurance sort of become invalid? Is it once once the house is declared level three? I don't know how that works, but that's something as well. Well, because that was what the mayor was saying before with Auckland. If you were on a hill, they might say no, but if you were in a ravine that they didn't know flooded, yes. So. Mm. Who's to say how people are going to yeah. move around? The panel, 25 past four. Uh, it's wonderful to have your company, as always. Power Battle Friday. We are on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, the panel, if you uh, miss it. Now, I have to come back to this. I said, I think it was a bit of a challenge uh, I gave myself yesterday. You all heard it, didn't you? Nikki Bazant extolled the virtues of sitting on the floor yesterday. Research shows... That spending time, and this is quite credible research, spending time on the floor helps you get up again. And that actually is critical as we age. Being able to get up by yourself is an indicator of health as we get older. I didn't know that. And this led to quite a bit of interest. Getting off the lazy boy, sitting on the floor for a change. Now, Sharish has been a listener to the panel for nearly 20 years and it's his first time on the panel. Sharish, kia ora, welcome to the programme. Kia ora, Wallace. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> How are you today, Sharish? How does it feel being on the panel after all this time? Absolute privilege. Look, I have been a listener from January 2022, wow. when I think Jim Mora used to be the presenter, and I have been hooked to the panel ever since, and so many interesting stories, including... Uh, you know, a couple we heard today, one from the scientist, another from the lovely lady in Gisborne and, you know, the condition in Tairafiti. Yeah. So it's my favorite program as I drive home from work every day. Oh, stop it, Cherish. You didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say it. But look, why we got you on is because you sent us a very interesting email about sitting on the floor. Tell us. Yeah, so sitting on the floor is, you know, very much part of the Indian culture where I grew up. 
so even after we moved to Christchurch from Mumbai in January 2002 we have continued to uh, have meals while we sit on the floor in the cross legged position and we do have a dining table at our home in Christchurch but we use it only when we have guests at home otherwise we sit on the floor and eat and it certainly has health benefits as you say there has been research uh, you know over centuries and uh, the turkish people also sit in the same position the japanese have a different style called siza uh, the koreans uh, also use this style so it's i think uh, only uh, more recently that the western culture is uh discovering an oh, interesting it. okay yeah. so anyway i was um uh people expect me to do this even a guy at the gym this morning said i, I hope you're going to do it you're not going <laughs> to bail on us uh, nikki pizat challenged me to try and get up off the floor sharish without using my hands so can you stay on the line yes so just to that sitting on the floor is one thing getting up without support is a different challenge and therefore i sent that mail to you saying you know uh please be careful okay i'm going to be careful so you stay there what i'm going to do is i'm going to take my um yeah, i'm going to take my um headphones off uh boosie's going to record it here uh mark you get ready to help me i'm going to take my headphones off sit on the floor and try and get up by myself here we go hopefully Good i'm going to uh, <laughs> thank you patrick <laughs> all right i'm going to go down here here i am sitting down okay 1 2 3 can't do it. I can't help me up. Help me up. Oh, ow. Oh god. Whoa. <laughs> Sharish, I absolutely failed. I can't even move my legs. No, don't worry. I my Practice. recommendation would be to simply sit in the that pose, just practice the <laughs> sitting for a while and then try it again you know as i said the two things are totally different and i would hate you to injure yourself again thank you if i can use that <laughs> in trying uh, to make sure yeah. mark this is the hardest thing i've ever done yeah i, have you, can, I don't know if i you, can i don't think i can yeah. no i'm i yeah but i think the key thing though isn't it is it crossing the legs sitting on the floor it's not just sitting on the floor with your legs stretched out you've got to be crossing your legs for the health benefits as, as far as i understand um but it's one of those things which is something we grew up doing at school you know sitting on the mat for reading time yeah. and it's it's so good and i'm i'm going to try tonight having my dinner sitting on the floor eating off my coffee table give Sh- it a whirl sharish thank you so just to clarify you are very right sitting on the floor has long term health benefits as people have talked about getting up unsupported is just an evidence of your muscular strength so what are you telling you know, me that, what are you what are you saying to me sharish that try sitting on the floor and that will give you benefits you know you don't have to uh, stand up unsupported you can, can you? use your hand and stand up i feel i, I you know what i i, I feel quite I, I, sharish i feel quite ashamed No, you don't need to. Well, you so know, you're wearing I, work I, clothes. You need to wear work clothes. I was going to ask Sharish though. Can you stand up unattended? Can you just come up from the ground? I can, uh, but I practice makes perfect. Yesterday, that I know many friends, uh, including from the Indian community, who can 
sit comfortably but they would struggle to stand unsupported and that's why my you know male of friendly caution to wallers that's thank you sharish <laughs> you've got yes. fans sharish you, you've been waiting for 20 years to get on the panel you're here uh, and they're loving you so we'll have to get you back sometime i think you should start a, um, a, a tiktok on sitting on the floor it'd be great <laughs> i'd follow that <laughs> hey sharish and ototahi christchurch kia ora thank you for your time kia ora have a lovely weekend all awesome. thank you yeah wallace must avoid sitting on bikes and floors is there anything else? You're on the panel, RNZ National. <laughs>